And welcome, welcome, welcome to our reviews. We'll kill you. I am the man you may know as Z, and I am joined by my co-host, the best co-host, Baby Yoda, right here up front. About as good as an inanimate object can be, better than the previous co-host, who apparently is uh, mixing it up with the men down in the keys. And today, be that glorious day you all requested, that would be a day without Noob Noob, a day of reckoning. We get to talk about everything we want to, all the things that we've ever thought about. I'm sure the chat is already getting randy with Noob Noob. I'd like to thank some of the people who were out there. I can see Doc was out there. I see Big Bird, Big Man, Ron Cold, the Stone Cold Killer, <laughs> and Noob Noob is out in the chat. So if you want to chat with him, please join us out there. But this is what you get. This is what you've been waiting for. It's that Friday night. It is time to party down. Let's kick it. I actually was going to make a gin martini tonight, but in fact, I made, in honor of Bond, the vodka martini for James Bond. So for everyone out there, uh, get your Friday night drink on, get at least one on for me and one on for Noob Noob, and you'll be feeling fine. As for what's on the show tonight, it's packed, jam-packed. We're going to talk about things like Playboy. That's still a thing. <laughs> Only boomers know what Playboy is. Uh, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Has it returned or is it going to be down in the uh, Toilet Thrones? We're going to talk a little bit about Facebook. We're going to talk about AI being a killer and some confusion from AI, but not the AI you're thinking of. We're going to talk a little bit about Squid Games because there's mucho news on Squid Games. Apparently it was Agatha all along because there's news about Agatha, Agatha Harkness, that is, from the WandaVisions. We've also got some outrageous news where we're going to talk about $6.5 million bills. That's a lot of bills. And we're going to talk about some chonky bears. Going to get super chonky. Get them big bears. We've got a little bit of in and out. We're going to talk about Peacemaker. And then we're going to get to the reviews, because have I got some reviews for you this week. We've got Bingo Hell, Squid Game, Escape from the Undertaker, and What If, the full season, the finale, the whole shebang. We're going to go into it a little bit. I see <laughs> Freezing These Balls is, is out there as well, and he's already saying how annoying Noob Noob is in the chat. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep an eye on the chat. So thank you guys out there for helping me move this along here. And Ron Cold in the chat has already uncovered one of my news stories as he's talking about the Halloween costume for Squid Games. We're going to get there, promise you. But first, let's go to a little housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? fuego. So we had not as many videos as we usually do, but we had a couple. So I put out a few videos. I talked about Resident Evil, not the Resident Evil you're thinking about and not the one with the weird cast. No, we're talking about a totally different Resident Evil that's coming out. I think it's November 4th and they released a trailer and it looks like somewhere between a mixed to straight to DVD and what the were you thinking when you made this so uh check that video out 
Uh, we also have a video that talks about, I also reacted to the Game of Thrones teaser for House of Dragons. And I give you some secret insider information since I'm a huge fan of the novels and I have read uh, all of them multiple times. But then I also give you a sneak peek as to what George R.R. R. Martin has been up to and uh, it doesn't seem like a good thing. And then I did a little bit of uh, editing and I clipped together my Rachel Nevada story where I went to go visit the aliens in Area 51 and Rachel Nevada. I put in some actual personal pictures. So if you guys want to see what my actual trip looked like, I slipped a couple of those pictures in there as well. Uh, you may not be able to tell the difference, but you, I was authentically there and you can see it for yourself and make sure you don't get probed by them aliens because them aliens is coming. And if you go to Rachel Nevada, tell them that the man who ordered grits sent you and that man's name is Z. So let's take a look here. Uh, Noob Noob is uh, dressed up and wants to go eat some seafood. So that sounds pretty lame. And uh, we'll say adios to Noob Noob. Maybe his girlfriend will slip into our DMs and uh, we'll have a much more interesting conversation as I know that Freezing D's Balls and Big Man are eager to fulfill her destiny. But let's go right in to... Oh, wait, before I go into there, I will make an apology. I was going to do the giveaway myself as we are going to give away Noob Noob's girlfriend on air and possibly the Snyder Cut of, uh, you know, the uh, Justice League. One or the other is going to be given away. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't get around to it. We'll do it next week, I promise you guys. Uh, it was just a tough week for me. As you can see, I had trouble getting some videos out. So um, we will reconnect, and I promise you we're going to give them away. They're coming to you. Noob Noob's girlfriend is already working. They were talking about Noob Noob on the poll, but it seems like Noob Noob's girlfriend is supposed to be the one working the poll. Not 100% sure. You'll have to check in with Big Bird for that one. But let's go to the news. That's right. Your news and my news. But this news is baffling news. Playboy, for those of you who, do, who don't remember what a magazine is, what's up, Wiser? Good to see you. Wiser definitely has a Playboy collection, so maybe he can tell us a little bit about it. What's your favorite Playboy issue there, Wiser? You gotta remember, Playboy at this point is a dying company that is desperate for any attention, no matter what kind of attention it is, and is slowly transitioning into a brand. So that means that they're just selling stuff with the Playboy logo on it at this point. They don't really develop any true content as people have stuff for free on the internet that they can get anytime they want. So Playboy has decided in their extreme wisdom to make a gay man the cover <laughs> uh, cover star posing in the iconic bunny costume, which... They're selling that. I think that was the original point was that they're selling the original bunny uh, costume in black with a Filipino influencer named Bretman Rock, a 23 year old who lives in Hawaii and is uh, Twitter, though, was baffled by this. And we'll we'll read some reactions and maybe laugh a little bit. I don't know. I made history by being completely idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> the best big boy or <laughs> big man says 
<laughs> that the best playboy had Noob Noob's mom, which, as we know, would probably have been from the 1970s, perhaps the 60s. I'm not 100% clear how old that man is. Um, <laughs> while Bretman is not the first man to get the Playboy cover, uh, singer Bad Bunny, who I don't know who that is, uh, he was the first one. This is the first one to fully embrace the Playboy aesthetic by dressing in a corset, heels and all. And I will show you very briefly the image. Remember, folks, if you want, you can go to the, the homepage for the audio podcast itself. And I have the links to all of these stories. So if you want to see a gay man dressed in a bunny outfit with some bunny ears, and it's going to disturb you on some level, unless... You're a subscriber to Play Girl, where this actually belongs. Then, uh, yeah, you're going to be disturbed. I mean, he has some pretty tall heels. I don't really know what's going on here. I am confusion. But, it, you know, this is... It's their attempt to be shocking. And it just isn't. Because they had Play Girl, and that's where this belongs. And they're so down the rabbit hole... <laughs> that they do not have a clue. They're just like, we need to do something, and maybe people on Twitter will like this. Well, guess what? A, Twitter didn't like it, and B, Twitter people don't buy anything. Twitter people don't have any money. They don't spend anything on anything. They're too busy spending money on soy latte groceries. Their grocery bills are like $1,000, and they're getting uh, truffle butter and and truffle oil and they can't afford to buy anything else so they're not consumers so no one cares uh this guy he won the people's choice award for beauty influencer 2019 Alrighty there and in the mtv movie and tv awards he won the breakthrough social star this year congratulations there chief uh although i don't know his or hers or their pronouns so chief is adequate for now I mean, this guy is, uh, he is out there and he is, he is putting it all out there on the line, as you can say. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a Playboy bunny, duh, that's what he says. He has fans and his fans were ecstatic, but the rest of Twitter was like, duh, did Playboy forget who their customers were? <laughs> Does Playboy understand why guys bought Playboy? It was clearly for the articles in the gay men. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> uh, this guy says, there are appropriate magazines for this homie to be featured. You guys have gone left. I'm out. Playboy fans since the early 90s. I'm not anti-gay or trans or anything. This is just nonsense. <laughs> this other guy says, how to kill a brand in nine seconds. Uh, thank goodness... Hugh died before you could do this to his legacy. I mean, they've officially, like, Playboy's over. Like, it's done. It was a 60-year brand that is officially over. Yeah, as this guy uh, says also and agrees with me, uh, got nothing against this dude, but they why didn't they just revive Playgirl, which was targeted at women and gay men? Okay. <laughs> it's just, eh, it's just stupid. In fact, I actually watched a, a video by It's a Gundam, and he was showing how there are like other people who are YouTubers and things, and other Twitter people who are completely not that relevant, who had more likes and shares than this actual uh, Twitter thing itself. So <laughs> I don't know what Loki's commenting on, but there's a meme of Loki. Uh, we'll move on from the demise of Playboy to House of the Dragon. 
Now, I was going to put this in in or out, but I figured it would be relevant to speak a little bit about it because HBO, what I find really funny about this is that uh, this particular, this is based on a book by George R.R. Martin. It's called Fire and Blood, I believe. And it's actually pages that were pulled out of one of the other novels because they go into the whole past of the uh, Targaryen house, which is Danny's and her whole family. It takes place 300 years in the past. If you recall, HBO has ordered like two or three prequels of Game of Thrones because they need something to save that channel other than the movies. I think the movies are probably helping it. Suicide, well, Suicide Squad was a flop, but I enjoyed it. But here you have House of the Dragon. You had another one, which was starring Naomi Watts, which they filmed, which I think cost like $100 million. And they they aired, they, they filmed the pilot and they, they canned it. They killed it. Never to see the light of day. I do not have high hopes for this. I think this is going to be not anything... <laughs> oh, I just want to go back to the chat for a second here. Uh, Wiser agrees. He says, don't they have Playgirl for this? Uh, Ron Cold says that Noob Noob is definitely buying that Playboy. And then Noob Noob's girlfriend, who is thankfully in the chat, good to see you. She says, please take Noob Noob back. Help her. So he's clearly not behaving himself. Perhaps he has gotten too deep into the schnapps. And... Um, yeah, I don't have high hopes for this. Catch my video on this, and I just I thought it was something to keep an eye out on, uh, because if you recall, most of those people who starred in Game of Thrones all became stars. So this may be, if it's a hit, going to be where we see a lot of new stars, or it may not because it might suck. Either way, you know what's important: our Facebook overlords will tell us what we want to like and what we should watch. Now, I am not too much of a Facebook person myself. But what's fascinating is that Facebook and Instagram were down for the second time in a week, which seemingly coincided with their whistleblower coming out who condemned the company while at the same time saying that she wants more censorship, which I am not for. I am a free speech person. Oh, boy. Big Bird says Noob Noob's girlfriend is supposed to be giving uh, him some assistance and uh, she's conf he's confused as to why she's not there. Maybe he should check her Facebook status because, again, these apps were down and the you know the outages were pretty extensive. So I don't know exactly what happened. They haven't really let anybody know, and uh, it didn't impact me because I don't care. But I feel that some people do care, and uh, it was their worst outage in years. And then it came again, and they're they're claiming it's a faulty configuration change that interfaced with its DNS servers. Perhaps if Doc were out there, he could technically explain that to me. But uh, they're trying to strengthen their, their system. So Zuckerberg, he's on it. He's for sure on it. And in, in the same week, they had the whistleblower. Not the kind of blower that Big Bird is looking for, but a different kind of blower. There are some revelations. Now, what's fascinating to me is that uh, if you remember James Damore was the Google whistleblower. There's been plenty of whistleblowers about all of this stuff, yet nobody took it seriously until this woman came forward. And I wonder how she's connected with things. So what they're saying is she's an insider. So she was a, a powerful critic because she worked for like their social responsibility group or some nonsense. I don't know what it is. What are the four things they're saying? 
research is saying that they were going after young users, which we know that. And um, from their own research, they say that, I mean, this is pretty terrible, but these are all studies that people already knew this stuff. Why it's coming to the front now, who knows? Maybe they think of this as their opportunity to take out Zuckerberg, give Zuckerberg the old fisting. Uh, they, just 17% of teenage girls get eating disorders, get worse after using Instagram. 32% of teen girls said they felt bad about their bodies. Basically, social media is destroying our youth. So we should probably not, we should do something about it, but nobody knows what to do. They just let them go and they let them censor whoever they want as long as it says what they want. And and you you got to understand too, we look at Facebook from our perspective, right, as Americans, but Facebook has a global impact you know and and i do know that we have listeners from other countries like um i don't know i know we've had we've had listeners interact from us from ireland and the philippines and i don't have your names in front of me but thank you for listening but it's clearly a global impact and, and one thing that they're saying that like in ethiopia it's fanning ethnic violence what happens is facebook will offer the internet for free and phones to like a developing nation and then they control all of the media that goes through that nation. And then when those governments get involved with Facebook, it becomes a whole thing. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Russia threatened to ban Facebook. Like, it, it's pretty interesting how all of this, like, we look at things from always in a, a very American perspective. But when you look at the global impact that Facebook has had, it's actually shocking. And... I may be old enough to remember when Facebook was just for college kids, and I think it was called The Facebook. And yeah, it's one of those things. She she also claims they break the law and all sorts of stuff. I don't really care, like whatever. My advice to everybody is only use your, your, your social media so you can talk directly to our reviews will kill you and nothing else. But besides that, talk to your family, talk to your friends, and if people say crazy stuff, ignore them. You don't have to, like, we respond to the comments, but I don't take any of that stuff to, to heart. You know, people have their opinions. We have some really great fans who post some really great stuff on our comments. Some people have absolutely destroyed us and ripped us and said that we were morons. Not gonna worry about it. Not gonna, I'm just gonna let it slide. To take a whole different 360 turn, I talked about AI. But I wasn't talking about Facebook and artificial intelligence. I was actually talking about the, the great Allen Iverson. I, we don't normally cover stories, but Allen Iverson is near and dear to my heart. I have an Allen Iverson jersey. I am, <laughs> we talk about practice? We talking about practice. One of my favorite players ever, <laughs> but also one of the most aggravating. And I'll give you a couple of fun stories about Allen Iverson because he hit the, the local news recently and I, I thought it was fun. So as a Philadelphian and a 76ers fan, at one point I was a 76ers uh, season ticket holder and back long enough to know, <laughs> to, to be there when Allen Iverson and Chris Webber were there. And there was a fan appreciation day that we went to and both Allen Iverson and Chris Webber went to the stadium but decided to scratch themselves from the game because they didn't feel like showing up to um, fan appreciation day. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, Iverson. You MFR, you always uh, that guy. He he loves the fans, but he also doesn't care about the fans on some level. It's it's a very strange, strange dichotomy with that guy. 
I mean, he only played when he felt like it, and I don't necessarily think that he cared like what the fans were saying or wanted them him to do. The other story is uh, there's a section of Philadelphia called the Main Line. It's 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 uh it's the border between Philadelphia and the like very very wealthy suburbs where like Kobe Bryant was <laughs> was from. Yes, Big Bird. I have an Allen Iverson tattoo on my ass. I will show you one day if you come visit Noob Noob. We'll all expose our tattoos so you can see them. So AI was notorious for hanging out at an Applebee's on the main line. So it's this strange area where all the news stations are and the Sixers practice facility used to be. So they used to hang out at this Applebee's and they would gamble on like, from what I've been told, ridiculous board games and things like that. I don't know if they played trouble, but I heard maybe Monopoly. Like they used to really gamble on these games. And, uh, you know, as most basketball players, Allen Iverson was a notorious gambler. So I've always found it funny because he would, him and his posse would get into fights occasionally at the Applebee's. And here's this multi, multi, multi-millionaire who would just hang out at Applebee's. Like, where would you, what bar would you think he would go to? In fact, there was a back room that he would exclusively hang out in. Uh, Ron Cold is talking about the bad boys. As a former basketball fan, I don't, I don't watch it anymore for obvious reasons, uh, but yeah, the bad boys. There's a great documentary. In fact, the Jordan documentary is amazing because Jordan's career was forced by the bad boys in Detroit. So uh, fascinating. You should catch that. But anyway, Iverson, <laughs> he slammed my favorite man. He, he, he gave a slight to LeBron, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. So Allen Iverson, often known as the answer, <laughs> he famously said that he's not a point guard, he's a killer. Although Iverson did not have a lot of game-winning shots. If you actually look at how many games he won like on at the end of a game, like he wasn't necessarily a guy who was known for that, but he was known for dominating. He's probably the best little man there there ever was. But his top 5 killers list and I think this is kind of fascinating and Skip Bayless was absolutely uh pissed about this. Uh, he had Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Bradley Beal, and and Dame, which he means uh, Damian Lillard. And I think he's only talking about modern, current players. He's not talking about all-time greats because one of the all-time killers was obviously Kobe, who I don't like. But I'm sure I know Doc is a huge fan. But clearly, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, those guys, and uh, those guys are all scorers. <laughs> but he left off. Uh, you know, he, he left off uh, LeBron James. People are hating on it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if anybody knows who a killer is, he played some of the, the toughest, you know, he played against Shaq, played against Kobe. He played against some of the greatest players of all time. I'm pretty sure AI knows what he's talking about. He said, uh, he said, Steph Curry is just bad as hell, but Dame is just a rude, all, rude old rude mother effer. He's just rude. He's disrespectful. He'll do anything. I mean, pass half court and just let it fly. Buzzer beaters at the hash, just like no fear, just nothing. He's not just a killer. He's a serial killer, vicious with it. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's a good good comment. But people were obviously upset about that. So interestingly enough, they're like, hey, LeBron, it's undeniable that LeBron, all the LeBron apologists come out. You know, I watched LeBron choke so many times. 
Oh, Isaiah uh, uh, Wiser says Isaiah Thomas is the best little man. It, it, it's it, I, I would say there's there's probably a good argument to be had for that because uh, Iverson was such a unique player that he did not really fit into any category because you couldn't really build it. You had to build a team around him and you had to build a team without scores. You had to build a team with defenders. It was just so so it, 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 it's hard to put Iverson in any category because he it's a, in my mind he was almost like a street ball player playing in the pros and he never won a title. And he never, you know, he, he, I remember he beat the Lakers the first game. They shocked the world and beat the Lakers when they made it to the finals. And then the Lakers swept them. Like, it's just, it's not like a big, you know. And then Iverson, he's also, he cannot understand why the Sixers have not hired him. The only time he ever shows up with the Sixers is when they pay him. <laughs> That's what they need to do is to get him to show up at games. They got to pay the man. He's 46 and he, I'm pretty sure he lost a lot of money a gambling. Also, he got divorced, lost a lot of money there. He's he was responsible for the team's only final burst since the '80s. He is one of the you know most important Sixers of all time. I mean, there are a lot of names on that list, but Allen Iverson's definitely there. And uh, it's just funny that he never ever works for he doesn't work for the team, although. The Sixers have had some of the worst management in history, so I don't exactly blame. You know, it's not that I don't blame them, but what exactly is Allen Iverson going to do for the front office? He's not going to coach anybody. He's not interested in coaching. He's not interested in helping them practice. Clearly, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that AI showed up back in the news because AI AI needs a job. So if you want AI for your company, maybe you should hire AI. Because clearly the Sixers are not interested. Maybe if AI is really hurting for cash, he should join the Squid Game. Which I will do an in-depth review on. But but I wanted to go over some of the Squid Game news because it seems to be taking over everything. It's the number one show on Netflix for multiple weeks running. It's just killing it. It's a great, great show. And one of the things that make it, makes it so great is the costume and the set design and all of that. They have some awesome costumes. Basically, all of the players of the game are in these like green and white jumpsuits or whatever color. It's like a greenish, bluish color. Don't really know what it is. And then the guards are all in these jumpsuits, these like magenta reddish jumpsuits with fencers masks with different symbols like a triangle or a circle. I think there's a square too. But if you got to go, you got to move now. I mean, it's you only got like 2 or 3 weeks left before you can get a costume. You better move on it because they are selling out. In fact, even the dress for the little robot girl who plays the red light green light game is selling out. You got to run out there and get that get that costume right now. Because you ain't going to get it because they're selling out everywhere. I'm, I'm trying to think. There was some article I read somewhere. Oh, they were saying like you can get it's also cheap. Apparently, you can get the Minidori jumpsuits for adults uh, for less than $45. I don't know if you'll get your number on it. I mean, it would be cool if you put your favorite number on there because there's one through 456. And you can also get them featuring your favorite players. And I'm going to try to uh, say these names. But 456 was Xiang Gi Hun. And 67 was Kong Se Byuk. And 01 is O Il Nam. 
<laughs> and you can get them from double extra small to four times extra large. So grab them while you can get them. Apparently, you can get them on Amazon Prime. We don't get paid for that, but you can at least have an awesome costume. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing that was fascinating is the uh, actress who is now a, a star. She's the she plays a North Defe- uh, a North Korean defector, Kang Se Byuk, and it's her first ever acting gig. But she was a model before this, and she went from having like four hundred thousand followers to like three million or nine million in two weeks. Outrageous. Oh, my Halloween costume? I would actually seriously consider getting it. It might be hard to talk on air with it. We'll have to see. Uh, So, Ron, uh, yeah, Ron is saying that I should get one of these costumes. And then uh, Ron thought that, oh, Wiser saying that Ron should get that costume. I, I think anybody, first of all, jumpsuit makes everybody look fly. Can't go wrong. But if you, this girl, she's 27 and she's already a model. So if you want to see some uh, spicy pictures of her, they're out there. Uh, she was also Korea's next top model where she finished in second place. I don't know how you judge how a model could be better than another model, but whatever. But uh, yeah, she's going to be super famous. I don't know if she speaks English because I watched the dub version. I'm going to... Maybe guess that she doesn't. I have no idea, but uh, good for her. There's a picture of her when she saw how many followers. I guess she has 17.3 million followers now. Out of control. She was on the ground, like, crying and bowing or something. I don't know. I don't read Korean, so anansiao to her. But, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. She's apparently been in a bunch of viral videos. And uh, there is actually something really interesting about her character that I will get into when I get to the review. Oh, it's Star and Squid. I will make my own Squid Games to get 9 million subscribers, especially if it gets me paid for this. And then I will give the money back to you guys if you participate in my Squid Games. Except I I don't think I'll kill anybody. Unless it's Noob Noob. Noob Noob can die. I see Infinity NL out there. What's up, Infinity? Make sure you check out his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, let's move on to spinoff news. Spinoff news. For those of you who saw WandaVision and you really liked Catherine Hahn and you really like Agatha Harkness, well, guess what? I think you're going to get a spinoff. That's what seems to be going on. WandaVision spinoff is in the works since they've clearly declared that there will be no WandaVision 2. And of all the series, I feel like... Loki was probably the most popular. WandaVision was in a close second. WandaVision was nominated for the most Emmys, but didn't win any, which the fans were pretty mad about. Oh, no, it did win an Emmy. I don't know what for, but it and it was nominated for a bunch, and people are mad that maybe they didn't win the ones they wanted. Who cares? It was good. I didn't love it, but I thought it was enough where I would watch a season two. I, you know, what aren't I going to watch from the MCU? I'm a MCU shill. So I'm going to watch it anyway. But Agatha Harkness is going to get some sort of spinoff. Now, I don't know if I like the whole witch thing and the whole Salem, whatever. I don't know. I like her character, but she's always been a side character, which seems to be 
Yes, I agree. Infinity is saying there's way too many spinoffs. I get it. I, I'm, you know, you're taking minor characters like Wanda and Vision and giving them a spinoff, and then giving other minor characters like Falcon and the Winter Soldier spinoffs. Like, I just don't know. There's just too many, many, many spinoffs. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll review it. I'm sure we'll give an idea of what's going on. Um, but I felt like I should tell everybody that this was happening. So keep an eye out for it. Before we move on to the next segment, uh, a question from the chat from Infinity is, what do I think about the GTA trilogy? As uh, Team Guha clearly knows, we all formed basically on GTA 5 Online. I'm in if they have an online section to it. I will definitely check it out. I'm probably going to buy it because I like I played all those games. So I pay, uh, played uh, Vice City, GTA 3, all of those. I can't imagine. Like We're talking about like 9 million hours of game though. Like It just seems like too much game. So I don't really know what it's going to be. It's going to be difficult to, to see. Is it just going to be a graphics update? Like What's it going to look like? And yeah, spinoffs are almost never better than the than the main thing. I feel like there's probably a spinoff somewhere that was better than the original, and it's probably Alf. <laughs> I don't know if that, that that might not be a true statement, but I feel like Alf was a spinoff, and Alf is the greatest show that was ever created. But what we're gonna do is just we're gonna get outrageous. It's outrageous news. This was pretty outrageous because, and it's near dear to my heart because it's from Philadelphia and it's from Russia with love. Custom officials in Philadelphia see 6.5 million bones, not actual bones, but money bones, in counterfeit dollars. I mean, those dollars look pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty legit. The money was labeled as play money for Monopoly. So that's pretty fascinating. Uh, 220 million counterfeit bills are in circulation today. But the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol busted them Russians. They love using fake money. And apparently it was not only dollars, but it was also euros. But it was sent in international air car cargo from Russia bound for Chicago and they got $3 million in fake bills. Uh, they were turned over to the Secret Service, who handles fake monies. And they were labeled as prop money, but they're considered counterfeit. They, trust me, it's counterfeit bills. <laughs> they're just trying to trick people. You know, uh, it, It's a shame that so many people get duped by fake money. But, uh, you know, fake money is used to fund criminal activity like terrorism, financial fraud, drug smuggling. Apparently, you can detect whether a bill is is counterfeit by paying attention to the texture of the bill. I'm pretty sure if it's also labeled play money for Monopoly, that you can also think that is fake. So if somebody gives you, you know, not money labeled as Monopoly money, and this looks pretty legit, though. If that's the real money, it looks pretty legit. So be careful out there, folks, with your hundreds. What you can also do I mean, this might be the greatest contest on earth. I didn't even know this was a thing. But if you love the chonk and you love bears, you love fat bears. Oh, come on. You got to reload this? USA Today, you're killing me. 
There we go. We need to meet Otis. He's, I think he's 400. I don't know how old, how big. Why is it 480 Otis? Is that his name? He is your 2021 Fat Bear Week champion and four-time winner. True Titan of Tonnage. A lot of people voted for this. And I don't know what Cat May National Park and Reserve, but they have a contest for Fat Bear of the Week. Apparently, it's southwest Alaska. There you go. They're bulking up for hibernation. There was 793,000 votes, breaking last year's record of 650,000 votes. 480 Otis defeated fellow big boy 151 Walker, shortly followed by 250 Noob Noob. He is known as the Baron of Bear Dun Dun Dunk. <laughs> Bear Dunk. Bear donk a donk. Okay. <laughs> but he is your Fat Bear Week champion. He won back-to-back titles in 2016 and 17. He also won it in 2014. But in 2021, he is bringing back his chunky crown. <laughs> do they know how much this thing actually weighs? I have no idea. But if you do check out, if you go to our, our website, um, our reviews will kill you. It's not .com, but if you just search for Our Reviews Will Kill You, you will see that uh, you can see links to all these stories. So if you want to see Big Fat Otis, you can check him out. <laughs> Big Man says Otis is uh, Noob Noob's dad. And uh, Ron is shouting out Guha, God's Unholy Ghosts. Right? No, God's Unholy. What does Guha stand for? I don't remember. God's Unholy something. And uh, I don't know who is banned in China. This big fat bear? I have no idea. Noob Noob's probably banned in China because he says China is asshole. Uh, but yes, you have a fat bear and uh, let's see. I don't know. They said he really... They don't tell you how much the bear weighs. I don't know how much this bear weighs. He's a big bear. He's pretty fat. And they, they last, you know, they live um, for 20 to 30 years. So he can keep winning. So, good for you, Otis. Don't shed any of those pounds. You need to survive over the winter. Apparently, instead of going after Salmon, he just waits for them to come to him because he occasionally appears to be napping or not paying attention and the fish must hit him in the face. <laughs> and he just eats them as they come. But right now, we're going to move on from outrageousness to are you in or are you I was going to do a video on this, but I decided not to because it was a teaser for Peacemaker, which will be an HBO Max exclusive series. For two reasons, I skipped it. One was the premise doesn't I don't I didn't agree with the premise and I had nothing no additional insight to bring into it because I never read Peacemaker I have I barely know who he is I've seen a little bit about Peacemaker it's not something that I was familiar with and then the whole point is that John Cena cannot carry his own show so they surround him with like five or six people who will just apparently constantly make fun of him Oh, Winnie the Pooh is banned in China because they say that Xi Jinping 
looks like Winnie the Pooh. So you cannot post a picture of him because he will remind you of Winnie the Pooh. But Peacemaker, they, they had the teaser. It looks fun, but it's weird to me too because I was like, are they making fun of America too? Because he's super patriotic and he has an eagle who was in the backseat of his car. The car is like an, has like an uh, American flag on it and he has an American eagle and his name is Eagly. Like, I just, I didn't really get where they were going with it. I felt like it was amusing and it's also a spoiler for uh, Suicide Squad. Like, you clearly know what happens because he got his own series. So let's not worry about Suicide Squad. I guess everybody saw it by now. So let's not worry about that and we'll just, we'll just give you that peacemaker. So, yeah, I just, I wasn't sure what was going on there. I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I liked Peacemaker, but he clearly needs to, John Cena needs to play off somebody else. Like, he needs to be, like, the dummy compared to somebody else. And then it's like, are they just making fun of him? Or making fun of him? So, he got the looks, the car, the best sidekick ever, all in the name of Peace. I mean, it's funny because he shows up and he's in his like brand new costume or like his brand new costume and it's like all perfect and he's got the weird helmet on and they're like, why did you show up dressed like that? And he's like, they're like, why did you wear your costume? And he's like, it's not a costume. It's a uniform. Okay, chief. So I don't know. I'm in. I will watch it. But if it goes downhill fast, I could be out. But for now, I'm in. And I was going to do the Game of Thrones thing, so I'll just briefly say I'll be in for like one or two episodes, and then I may definitely be out because the book did not get a lot of good reviews. So we'll see. If you guys want us to review it, we will watch it, or at least I will watch it since I don't think Noob Noob is sophisticated enough to understand Game of Thrones or keep track of all the characters or even watch it. So we'll go there, but we're going to move right on. We're just going to keep going. We're going to go to reviews. I am giving you some reviews because, first of all, I was chumped, and I feel real bad about this for myself. I went on Amazon Prime, and I saw, oh, wow, they have some sort of partnership with Blumhouse. And Blumhouse puts out some okay movies. They're, like, not the greatest. But they're known for, like, their kind of cheap horror movies, right? Or, like, low-budget horror. They do a pretty decent job. I'm not, like, the world's biggest fan. But let's look up some Blumhouse movies. Blumhouse movies. So they're known for like The Purge and the remake of Halloween and Truth or Dare and Get Out and Insidious and Freaky movies, you know, most people have seen. Paranormal Activity, I think, was a big one for them. The Hunt, Split. So they do this stuff. So here I come across as um, I see something called Bingo Hell. And Ron is saying that John Cena is a terrible actor and a terrible wrestler. See, that's what I don't understand. And I, I hope so. I wish somebody could explain this to me. I know he's a pretty terrible actor, but it's funny to make fun of him. Because I thought he was pretty okay in uh, Suicide Squad. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. But at least Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, he's pretty funny in this. 
terrible wrestler, though. I have heard that he was so bad that he was sent to China, and that's how he like knows how to speak Chinese. I have no idea. I know I we did a video with him walking around a Chinese supermarket, so I don't know that much about him. So you guys thought, I mean, was he really that bad of a wrestler? I have no idea. I, I really don't know anything about it. But here I watched this movie called Bingo Hell. I will tell you right now, it, it was an Amazon original movie. Do not watch this. This was perhaps one of the worst movies I have ever seen. I like schlocky horror movies that are so terrible that they're funny. This was virtually unwatchable. It was just not good. It had some elements of needful things and some elements of just like it was like the worst Stephen King movie I've ever seen, but worse. It also had like Phantasm in it, too, because it had the guy who's like they don't the, the tall man who doesn't talk and doesn't explain anything. It, it's just really not good at all. Uh, so. I just uh, Infinity is saying that uh, I don't know. I guess he uh, he doesn't like horror movies, but he is saying that John Cena was in Daddy's home. I don't know if that was any good. And then uh, Noob Noob is probably better at wrestling than John Cena. I am sure, big man, that that Noob Noob's mom wrestled you to the ground and had her way with you. But anyway, back to Bingo Hell. I can I can't believe the tomato meter is at 57% on the critic side and 32% on the audience side. This movie was just god-awful. And it, it, you, I thought the premise would be good. Like, not even good, just like schlocky. Like, a bunch of old folks go to a bingo hall and get killed. It was not even that interesting. The kills were not interesting. Nothing about it was interesting. The cast was absolutely dreadful. It was, it, it, just... Nothing. It was a nothing movie. I really don't even think spending this much time on it is worth... I can't believe there's positive... I can't believe anything about this was positive because these people were just... It is not a good B-film. It's There's nothing good about it. In fact, I refuse to speak about it any further. I want my money back, even though I didn't pay for it. I want my time back. It was outrageously awful but let's go to a good one let's go to squid game this one came out of left field i don't think anyone anticipated this being a giant hit no one had any idea but i think the premise was interesting enough for people to to be to go into it the critic score is 90 percent on the tomato meter for the critic side, 85% on the audience score. I could see like you're either in this or not in this. It's it, it's crazy. It's uh, hundreds of cash-strapped contestants accept an invitation to compete in children's games for a tempting prize, but the stakes are deadly. Very basic premise, but it goes very deep. There are some... Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Parasite on, on the classism side where clearly Korea... South Korea has a, a deep-seated classism issue. I was explaining this to Noob Noob how, because hey, he couldn't understand that South Korea is built on the idea that you there's a meritocracy there where if you work the hardest and you're the best, that you will succeed and you will not only succeed but flourish. But what people have recently found out is that their government is uh, incredibly corrupt and inept 
and in fact, it's reflected in some of the tragedies that they had. They had a, uh, they had a, uh, um, a ferry that sunk that killed like several hundred people, probably upwards of 350 people. And they've had like highway collapses and things like that. And then they found out that their colleges were actually, it's kind of like America, unfortunately, where like Harvard and Yale are strictly for the elites. They'll occasionally give out scholarships to a couple of poor people. But for the most part, you get these uh, legacy people who are going into it and they only get in because they can afford it because they could pay full scholarships. So Korea found out that this is similar for them and it kind of burst their bubble. So now what you're seeing in their entertainment in Parasite and in Squid Game is that, you know, there's so many people that are left on the outer fringes because they gambled everything or or they just they worked hard as they could, but they couldn't get ahead. They wanted they worked hard at their jobs, but they couldn't move forward. And the only way to move forward is to either be lucky, which is in Squid Game, or to be like a con artist, which is the way Parasite works. So this this was just fantastic. All the actors are amazing. I can't say enough good things about it. I really loved it. Anybody who's anybody should watch this. I watched the English dub and I absolutely had no issue with it. Um, I didn't watch it in subtitles, so I don't know what they sound like in Korean. So one or two fascinating things about the show. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. You just need to watch it for yourself because there's a lot that goes on. Uh, The writer of the show lived with his parents and was actually to the point where he had to sell his laptop to even survive and it was the laptop that he was writing the show on so this came from a place of of uh some importance to him and now this guy is going to be rich and famous so it's it's fascinating right this guy was so he was like really down and out and then here he ends up creating the most popular show of 2021 nothing will it could in fact they're saying on netflix it's the most popular show they've ever had with they already had 85 million people watch it, and a huge chunk of that is Korea, but a huge chunk of it is outside of Korea. So word of, and it was really word of mouth. It was not advertising. People are just watching it and saying, you have to watch this. They play games like, and this isn't really spoiling anything, but they play Red Light, Green Light. They play Tug of War. They play Marbles. And some of the scenes are just, they're soul crushing. And every episode is is really fascinating. So it's a little on the long side. I'm not going to lie. It's nine episodes and it gets a little long. Most of the episodes are over an hour long. There is one episode, I think that's 32 minutes, but the, the visuals alone are worth watching it. I mean, the, the, the design, the music is incredible. It's haunting. It will stick with you. And the show itself will, it'll make you think and it'll stay with you after you finish watching it. One of the critic, the critic consensus is that Squid Game's unflinching brutality is not for the faint of heart, but the sharp social commentary and surprisingly tender core will keep viewers glued to the screen, even if it's while watching between their fingers. So uh, I think all of these actors are going to be absolute stars. In fact, the lead guy, Lee Jung-jae, was absolutely phenomenal. And then his his friend, uh, Park Hae-soo, it's just unbelievable. So good. I can't speak more highly of it. Absolutely worth checking out. What was the other part? Oh, this was the other fascinating thing that I, I wanted to go over. So the one girl, her her the actress, she's her character Sebyuk. The actress is Jung Ho Yun, the girl we talked about as the model. She 
is a defector from North Korea, and they said you wouldn't pick up this uh, pick up on this in English, but if you listen to it in Korean and you understand Korean, she's clearly a person who is has a North Korean dialect who's trying to hide it with her, with the way that she speaks South Korean and she speaks with the North Korean dialect when she speaks to her little brother but everyone else she has a dialect where she, it's North it's South Korean but trying to trying to avoid sounding like North Korean because if you're from North Korea in the south you'll be ostracized and people will make fun of you and they'll call you a traitor or they'll they'll rip you for being like our equivalent of saying like a hillbilly and things like that so I really thought that that was fascinating and she worked with a dialect coach so that she could pick that up and it's just one of those little subtle things that we won't understand as Americans but as the world audience or at least Korean audience will completely understand so I thought that was just really awesome and just something super cool to, to, to understand so let's move on from that we put I didn't spoil it for you and I highly recommend it but what I'm gonna spoil I'm gonna spoil a little bit is Escape from the Undertaker I know some of uh, the fans out there are wrestling fans. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find it. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Escape from the Undertaker. Why is this not a thing? I know that's what it was called. Uh, it's on Netflix and it's an interactive... Um, oh, maybe it's called Ender's uh, uh, Escape the Undertaker. Let's try that. It's an interactive, and we've reviewed some of these interactive shows before. It's not on here. It's not on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fascinating. Let's see if I can find it. Escape the Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> uh, they have it on Netflix, IMDb. Let's see what IMDb has to say about it. They did not rate it very highly, but if you are a wrestling fan which I am not necessarily a wrestling fan, but it just came out on Netflix. And it's interactive, just like the Kimmy Schmidt one. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. If it, it, I grew up at a time, it, it, I'll, I'll tip my hand on who I, I used to like. I am from, I think there's like generations of what you're supposed to listen to or what, like what kind of wrestling fan you are. I come from the Ultimate Warrior generation. Uh, I do remember Jimmy Fly Snooka. So those were some of my favorite wrestlers back when I was a kid. Now, I, I don't know exactly when that was, uh, but I do remember The Undertaker. And this was kind of fun, too, because they had his old manager. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, his old manager. What was his name? Paul something or other. Oh, Paul Bearer. I don't know what his real name is, but he has passed away since. But they had like a nice tribute to Paul Bearer. The Undertaker, I think, recently retired. And he's there with the New Day, who I don't know who any of these guys are. But they have to, they like want to take his urn. And you have to help them get, navigate his spooky mansion. And you make like choices for these guys. And it was amusing. Like it was amusing enough for kids. It was amusing enough for me. I tried to kill them just like I tried to kill Bear Grylls. But I was unsuccessful in killing them. So I don't know if you can kill them or not. Um... I didn't go through it enough times to try to actually kill them. Bear Grylls I killed on my first chance. So I, I kind of like the interactive thing, but I kind of don't. Like, it's too much work. I prefer just to sit there and watch the show and not have to pick what's going on. 
But if you make it kind of a drinking game, it can be fun. <laughs> the one thing I did find really amusing is in the one of the very first choices you have is like, do you want to go into the Undertaker's spooky mansion or would you like to go home? Something like that. Or would you like to... Um, or are you too scared, I think it says. So if you are if you pick, oh, I'm too scared to do this, it immediately goes right to the, the end credits, which I thought that was kind of amusing. So... It's kind of cheesy, but at the same time, it was kind of funny. So if you're in wrestling at all, I think you'll find it amusing. Uh, if you're not, you're not going to enjoy it all. But if you wanted like your kids to watch it and they're kind of into wrestling, it's fine. You can check it out. I, I wouldn't say it's like amazing or anything, but it was all right. All right, let's go to the final review. I finally finished it. It finally wrapped up. What if Marvel's What If the show? I know the creator is AC Bradley, but I am 99% sure that Kevin Feige, yeah, he's the executive producer and he might have even directed an episode if I remember correctly. But let's see here the tomato meter has it, the critics have it at 93%, and the audience has it at 94%. It's already been greenlit for a season two. People clearly like this. The critic consensus is, what if may not add much to the larger MCU narrative, but surprising takes on beloved characters and some of the best action sequences in the entire franchise make for an engaging viewing. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Some of the episodes were kind of dumb, but, uh, you know, I, I... The one thing that was interesting is that despite what you think, there is a through narrative through the entire thing, which you don't realize until the last two episodes. I suspect it's highly bingeable, which is weird because Disney put it out uh, episode to episode. I'm pretty sure there's nine. Yeah, there's nine episodes. So if you go through this, I would say binge it because every episode is like 32 minutes long and then you'll pick up on more things than you would if you watched it from week to week. For me, as a week to week, it was like not. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna." I forgot that "What If" is on, and I know I went back and reviewed most of them, but it wasn't like a priority to me. There wasn't because you gotta remember it's it's like an anthology almost where there's no cliffhangers, so it's hard to remember to go back to it. The other fascinating thing about it is who stars in the show, right? So. The one thing that was really cool and a little sad was Chadwick Boseman plays T'Challa in several episodes. And, you know, what you realize is it makes you miss the guy. Like, it's hard to think about him being gone. And, you know, he was really talented. And then having him gone is is really disturbing and, and upsetting. And it, But it was nice to be able to get like a real, like a nice send off, right? Uh, they also have Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Michael B. Jordan, Haley Atwell, Jeremy Renner, Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, Toby Jones, Clark Gregg, Jamie Alexander, Frank Grillo, John Favreau, Karen Gillan. I mean, you name them, they were in this as voices, right? But the standouts are the ones who weren't in it, which is Lake Bell playing Scarlett Johansson's character, The Black Widow. And then you also have, uh, who's the girl who played uh, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel's not in it. So it makes you think, like, 
we know there was a falling out with Scarlett Johansson. Is there a falling out with Captain Marvel? They took. They don't have a Captain Marvel two. It's called the Marvels. What's going on? I, I find that kind of fascinating. Is Brie Larson on her way out? Obviously, she's going to be in the movie, but she doesn't like. It, has she pissed off enough people where Marvel's going to move on? It's hard to say. So, um, as far as a through line, so I'll just go quickly through them. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't bad. If you want to see a chick on a man's body, okay, it's a thing. Sure. It's a little weird, a little kinky, but whatever. Uh, it's all right. Uh, what if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord? It's amusing because there, it's a different take on things. It, clearly, they also don't like Chris Pratt, by the way. Uh, or somebody doesn't like Chris Pratt. I don't know what's going on there, why they couldn't get him to do it. Or why they felt like they had to like make paint him in a negative light. I thought that was a little weird, but whatever. Uh, what if the world lost its mightiest hero- heroes? I thought that was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. A whodunit. Uh, a lot of good twists and turns. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Very strange episode. I enjoyed it, but it does connect to the the bigger story. But it's weird. What if zombies was cool? I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, didn't have a lot of continuity, but you know, whatever. It was cool. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? I thought that was a pretty good episode. A little boring, but I did like how Killmonger, it was just going to play everybody no matter what. What if Thor were an only child? Kind of a waste of an episode. The really kind of playing up that Ragnarok humor, which I don't, I, I thought Ragnarok is okay, but a pretty forgettable uh, MCU movie like not a lot happened and it wasn't like that funny and then I was like oh it was so funny so it's kind of like cartoonish not super fun it was alright what if Ultron won I kind of like that one and that one bleeds into what if the Watcher broke his oath and that's where the whole thing kind of ties together and as spoiler I will spoil this one thing they introduce us to the Guardians of the Multiverse now, the only problem I have with that is the Guardians of the Multiverse seem pretty stupid, if you ask me. Like, Party Thor doesn't contribute a whole ton. Like, it's just they're played for jokes. So I don't really get what's going on there. I don't know. Not sure how I felt about that, but I did enjoy it. I, I'm a sucker for Marvel, and I enjoyed this. I'm, I would watch a series, a second series too. I don't know if it's a 94. I'd probably give it like a lower score, like a, like a lower 90 or maybe like a B plus, but it was worth it. it. It's definitely, it's decent. If you're an MCU fan, you're definitely going to like it. So check it out. And I recommend binging it versus just, you know, next season. I'd prefer not to watch it episode to episode. So that's all I got for reviews. I went through everything. I watched a ton of stuff. Guess what's coming next week, though? We're going to review Carnage. I didn't see it, but Noob Noob did. And guess what else we're going to watch? Well, I'm not going to watch because I don't care that much. But we're going to watch Bond. I usually catch the Bond movies much later than they actually come out, especially since I thought Spectre kind of sucked. Fascinating thing, though, about Spectre is I'm obsessed now. With the fact that Radiohead submitted a theme for Spectre 
that could be one of the greatest Bond songs ever written. It's called Spectre. Look it up. And uh, instead, they gave it to Sam Smith, who I don't even know if that guy's famous anymore. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember that guy's theme. Not even interested in it. So if you get the chance, check out Radiohead's theme for Spectre. There's even people who replace Sam Smith's spec or Sam Smith's theme with uh, the Radiohead theme. It's pretty cool. My new obsession. I love the song. Radiohead gave it out for free. Um, they actually submitted a, an original song, which got declined. Then they wrote a song. They stopped producing an album just to do a song for Spectre, which they submitted, which then were they were told was too dark. So then they went with Sam Smith. So I don't even know. Does No Time to Die even have a theme? I'm not even sure. I haven't heard anything about it. I know Noob Dude wants to see it because of Anna DeArmas, and he's a big fan of hers. I am also a big fan of hers, even though I've been recently told that she is not that hot, which I don't know that I agree with. Well, I don't know. Comment below if you think Anna DeArmas is hot and you would like to see more of her, although apparently in 60% of her movies she is naked, so you can see plenty of her if you want. Uh, as for us here at Our Reviews Will Kill You, be sure to catch our, uh, we're going to release some more videos. I uh, don't know what topics I'm going to cover. It's really whatever interests me because Noob Noob is too lazy to bother to do any videos on his own and he has no original opinions or thoughts in his skull. As you can see, an inanimate stuffed animal was able to do just as good of a job as Noob Noob did. So... What else do we have? You can interact with us. If you want to catch us directly, you can check us out on Instagram and it's orc underscore you. You can directly message us. We have a lively conversation with several fans and uh, we do occasionally we'll do guest appearances on other shows. Uh, make sure you check out Sensibly Cynical. I would apologize, Sensibly. You asked me to be on your show and I unfortunately have had other prior commitments. It's been a little tough for me recently to, to do anything. So I'm... I'm grateful for your invitation to do your show, and I have not been able to do it. But I promise I will get on there. Maybe if you watch Squid Game, you and I can talk Squid Game, and that would be a great thing. Um, who else? Uh, I don't know. Like, subscribe. If we do a good job here, we would appreciate your subscription. We've really increased our subs, and the only way we can do that is by you sharing this and sharing it with your friends. Our audio podcast has been doing pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Thank you for everyone who listens there. You can catch us on Spotify or you can catch us on um, Apple iTunes. It's always free. We always bring everything free to you as we can. And uh, I think that wraps us up. I don't know. Oh, there will be a giveaway next week. And I promise you I will give you a code. We have several giveaways coming up. We haven't done them in a while. You can get... The Justice League, the Zack Snyder Cut, and perhaps a special surprise, you can get Noob Noob's girlfriend. Just saying, it could happen. Maybe you can even get nudes from her. Maybe you can get nudes from Noob Noob. Who knows? But from all of us here at Our Views Will Kill You, to all of y'all at home, thank you so much for listening. But we're on to the next one.